Hi, this is Gavin Garcia, Austin Music Commissioner, and you're listening to the Feedback Podcast. And we're live. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and always next to me, I got my boy Miko. How's it going, Back? Doing well, doing well. Thank you for being here. Always. Byron is in the house also. What up? How's it going? We have Mike, special guest. How you doing? Hey, what's up? So we're here live at Radlin. And uh, first of all, I want to thank the staff for letting us host this show here. And special shout out to Max Moreland. And we're streaming live on Facebook, live on the Feedback Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com slash the feedback. And so today I want to talk about music and aging with music. Really? <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, yeah I am. I am. Well, let, me, let me ask y'all this. Y'all, y'all were, did y'all go to Drake? Drake show? I did not. I did, did you? Not. Byron? I, I did not. No. Mike? Negative. Anybody went to Drake? Did you go to Drake? No Drakers. No Drake fans? No Drake. Man. Wow. I mean, See? so here's a challenge that Drake was here during ACL. He was here doing South by. Like, we've had a lot of opportunities to see him. So I wasn't about to drop some crazy money to go see him at the Irwin Center, which is not a great venue. Yeah, but still, he's Drake. So what do you think his age group is as far as his fans? I think it's 15? pretty wide range. Uh, well, no. <laughs> I knew a lot of people in their 30s that went and saw him. I think he has a... Oh, I can name a few, actually, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can sure. actually name some. We know we quite a win. few. There's so, his yes. fans, and then there's the people that could buy a ticket to the show. That's right? true. Those, those are different overlapping. Are you a Drake fan yourself? He never quite grabbed me, but I gave him a shot at ACL. I watched him. He's really good at performing. He's, he's got the whole crowd in his hand. Like Byron? He's got that. A Drake fan? Yeah. Yeah, I listen to Drake. I haven't listened like to Like you bought the album. albums... No. You know the songs? <laughs> yeah, I know the songs. Know the songs. You, yeah. All right. Do you I remember like enough to support them financially? Like he needs you. <laughs> <laughs> like Drake needs Byron money. Hey, well. Well, you too, Byron right? Yeah, he I might because I heard he had, to, he had to dish out money because the show here went over. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. After midnight. So he had to actually pay a fine. How much, how much do you have to pay? Do you know? About thousands. But in the end, dropping a bucket for him. Yeah. And, and you perform at the Frank Owen Center? Owen Center, yep. With Future. Future. I think Future came out late. So the whole thing started late, and they ended late, which is good. I mean, good fan service in that sense. He stayed right. and did the whole show, but it went over, and he got a little little fine as a result, but he paid it. I don't know. Like, I like Drake when he first came out. And remember, the what was the song? First uh, lines were, first name ever, last name greatest. Oh, yeah. Like Forever? his sprained ankle, ain't nothing to play with. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, okay, I Early like that. Drake. I like that. That's, that's that hip-hop. And now it's called singing. I, I, I saw this song called One Dance, which is the number one on Billboard right now. Right. I never heard it until just a couple nights ago. And I looked it up, and I'm like, that's what the kids are listening to? This dude is just singing now. <laughs> I have not heard it, actually. You haven't it's, heard the song, One no, Dance? It's, uh, new Drake, right? Yeah, yeah, New Drake. It's, yeah. it's number one. He, it's like, has, it's like, it's like uh, the production's like real dance hall. and like. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Like, he has right now... In the top ten Billboard, I think he has three or four songs in there. And two of them are in the top five. Hmm. So the thing is, I'm not really a Drake fan because, you know, I grew up with that real hip-hop shit. Oh, and I'm proud to say huh? it. Oh, the this, real shit. I said real this, shit. This fight. Real hip-hop shit. <laughs> the reason why I brought up Drake is because, yeah, he's appealing to a dem- demographic that's you know, that younger crowd, the people who do the hotline blink dance, you know, who learn the words by heart, which is 
past all. I mean, we're past that at this point. Everybody here is in what in the late twenties. We're past 30s, what? That age. Of, age of of being like the hardcore fan you were when you were a teenager. Uh, like to where you knew the words by heart. You like he had the posters. You get the okay, magazines. I'm definitely, I'm definitely past that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's no. I mean, Miko's only. Miko on at this wall. point, he's only got like two Drake posters. I've so. taken some down. I had to make room for other posters. Yeah. Designer. <laughs> but the the the, <laughs> the conversation is that you hear a lot as people grow older is, oh well, yeah, this is not music. I know music. I remember back in the day, and you start sounding like your father. Get I believe that's lawn. what you just did. No, thirty seconds ago. No, 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 no. This is real hip hop. I listened to real hip hop no. back in the day. Whatever is real to me. Whatever is real to me. My beef, my beef is not the fact that it's popular with the kids and I'm just, okay. it's not for me. My beef is that the quality of the music is not what it used to be. What I mean by quality, and I we talked about it earlier, Mike, yep. is that you look at artists from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and they touch everybody. You... I dare you to walk up to someone on the street and tell them and ask them, hey, do you like Michael Jackson? And they say no. Or do you like well, Queen? Well, maybe, maybe not because of the music. Might, right, because yeah. it was like universal is <laughs> yeah, what I mean. A, and what I look for simple. now is that quality of music, and I don't see it. I don't hear it. Now, if, if it's out there. Was Michael Jackson uni- universal at that time? I would, he was. I don't know about that. In the 80s? I, I, I would I would say he was. He was in the 80s. Just from the tours that he went to and people passing yeah. out. A thriller, and 1982. Are you disc- we're going to argue this? <laughs> I mean, it's hard because none of us have, we weren't the age we are now then, have a better perspective. I remember it. I was seven years old. I just I getting the getting the feel on the street what, how people felt about Michael Jackson. No, <laughs> no but <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean was, Drake might be that guy now. We're just older and can't recognize that. Yeah, but when you when you talk, um, just. If you talk about just hip-hop, just for now, hip-hop, right? When you talk about quality hip-hop, you always talk about three people. Kendrick, Cole, and Drake. Those are the, like, top three right now. Back then, you had Outkast, you had Wu-Tang, you had Snoop, you had UGK. Those are all different. You could say who were the top 20, if not more. And they all had their own thing. And now it, they all sound the same. Go ahead. Argue back, man. I'm not sounding like, I'm sounding like an old man, but fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, well, I mean. You're not even the oldest of us, are you? You are. No, you're like the youngest. I'm a snob. I know I'm a music snob. But when, you ever, okay, when you walk into a club and you're, you hear a song and you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. You look around and everybody's into it. How does that make you feel? Uh, that makes me feel old as shit. Yeah. Right. But I also understand that, you know, like we had the Macarena in the nineties, right? That, that was real. <laughs> that, was that was a real thing. That was us. Uh, yeah. And like alongside Wu-Tang and B.I.G. and all these guys, there was Vanilla Ice and there was, you know, there was stuff that we don't remember as timeless that was pretty horrible the, that like was on MTV at least as much as the good stuff. And so understanding music in context is important to when you start getting burnt out on music today. Uh, if you don't think there's good music coming out today, you are really not putting in any effort. 
That is true. I'll give you that. The, to, the best music was always on the ground, I think. If you're, if you're, when you were a kid, you had the time to actually dig into, you know, dig into records, listen to a radio show that would play some stuff that maybe, you know, wasn't that big at the time. You look for that DJ who played the stuff and you get on there and you hit record and play at the same time on a tape deck and, <laughs> you know. So, but they, the music experience was different to where you actually sought out music, you, buying a record was an experience. Right. Right. The, um, the pursuit of it was part of the experience, like finding the music, and when you finally found it, it had more value to you because you had to seek it out. You had to physically go get something. You had to, you know, like I remember after school hauling ass to the record store the first day a record came out. And like, on Tuesdays. Yeah, on Tuesdays, yeah, not <laughs> Friday. And, uh, yeah, and, like, it was more, like, it kind of, like, was more of an event in my life. And now it's just like, oh, what stuff is on streaming yeah. that I can pick through and then maybe find something to buy later, you know. Yeah. So you say that, and correct me if I'm wrong, sure. that the best music is out now. Well, some I think there's a lot of great music out now. And I'm along the court of Mike in that there was, I mean, obviously there's great music that's been produced in a different eras, but... Right now, I think there's a higher volume of music being produced. And so I think the ratio is still the same today as it was in the 80s, 90s, or whenever you think it was good. Mm -hmm. And that there's still there's a ton of bad music out there. There's even more. There's more bad music. Because it's all accessible. You have the internet. You just put it up on SoundCloud, and yeah. your shitty more music will be out in the universe. At any point in time. Yet, there's also more good music than any point in time because there's just a larger amount of both out right now. Mm -hmm. But with that large amount of bad music, it's hard to sift through and find the, the better music. That's why the stuff, so that, that, the, challenge. the stuff that stands out is things that are really well curated. That's one of the reasons SoundCloud had such a big bump for a while was because it was there wasn't a filter and people could kind of repost things and they, you could get sort of tastemakers curating things. And even what Spotify does now, right, you the sort of like discover weekly playlist from Spotify. I listen to that thing every week. It's like algorithmically Same generated. Here. Every week, and I, the whole thing. I engage a lot. Like uh, if I like a song, I add it. If I, you know, I skip songs if I don't like it, and it learns all this stuff. Yeah. And it puts songs in front of me that I've never heard before that I really like, and I go and I follow all those artists. And it's like, you know, it's nice when there's like a human doing it. You know, if it's you know, but I think at some point, like I'm all in on algorithmic music discovery and like but that is what you need when you have the volume of music that exists mm -hmm. in the world today uh, like I don't it's not practical for a human to curate all of it right it's too much yes. out there well Byron just I I do agree with Miko in terms of there's a lot more good music out there there's also a lot more bad music out there when we were younger we just had music kind of just put in front of us whether it was watching MTV, listening to the radio, mm -hmm. there was less ability for us to kind of go outside of popular music. It was, we listened to what, you know, our parents played, music that our parents listened to. We listened to what our like older MTV brothers or our there. family. Yeah. You know, everything was kind of just like handed or to what, us to say, this what is popular. Or what the label this is what, paid the radio station yeah. to play. Yeah. And so now I'm less dependent on like the radio or mm -hmm. MTV or music videos or anything like that. I can go to Spotify or any music streaming service, hear music that I like, and then go off on my own and do my own self-discovery that way. So there was, a, there was an article uh, that was published about how once you hit 33, you don't listen to new music. 
So basically, your taste in music matures as you get into your, your 20s. And then by the time you're about 25, it really drops. And it's stronger for men than women. And so because you remember when you're a teenager from between 12 and 22, the songs of your life, pretty much. Like I'll, as you were discovering and forging yourself an identity and becoming you, um, music was the soundtrack of your life. So prom, your first kiss, you know, the fact that, yeah, you, at the time you would press play and record on the tape deck and, yeah. you know, tape whatever, uh, whatever song. And so do you feel like that was an accurate depiction of music taste or do you think that it's somewhat skewed or what's your take on that on that study i'm a fan of the 90s music and so 90s that covers essentially the last year of elementary school for me all of middle school all of high school and the beginning of college so that's like a big chunk an important chunk of like me growing up and right like you said doing some discovering yourself discovering myself so there's a lot of first that happened during that time range that I can attach music to. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear that music now, I can automatically go back and it's a different time. It's a different feeling. There's less. You didn't have time. bills. Yes. <laughs> yes. Have responsibilities. I do compare new music and hip hop to like older hip hop nowadays, but I have no problem going out and trying to listen. Well, you compare the new hip hop to what? To older hip hop. So it's like new music in general, I'm still a fan of and go out and seek new music. Mm -hmm. But new music within hip hop, which I kind of grew up with, I always tend to compare like the newer hip hop with or the new popular hip hop and mainstream hip hop with what's what I used to listen to growing up. And I could say, oh, there's no good hip hop music now. There's, you know, there's everything's kind of watered down and sounds the same and blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I can make those kind of assessments about it. It really does. But I don't feel that way about music as a whole. I just feel that way about hip-hop. Anybody? Is it the same thing in rock, too? Well, let me throw this out there along his, his, his question before we get into rock, is that do people that love 80s rap think the same thing about 90s rap? And do people that love 90s rap think the same thing about rap going forward, right? I think someone said in the chat, as, as Chris put out there, uh -huh. it's all about your generation and what Byron said, what, what you grew up to. That 10-year chunk in the 90s mm -hmm. from elementary to college for him, that's a huge chunk in all those firsts that are happening. So it's really about where you connect in those different areas. I had, mm -hmm. I, I had heard that anecdotally. Uh, I think I heard DJ Shadow yes. say, like, the music you listen to when you're 15 basically is the music you'll listen to the rest of your life. And, you know, you branch off from that and you grow. But, like, right. you know, 15, I was, that was, like, 98. I was listening to a lot of... Date himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do the math. Yeah. Everybody do the math right now. Yeah. How old is math. Mike? I'm 33, so this is actually peak Mike for music nerdiness. Oh, so, oh. so you're going to be on the taste free. This true. is the last year you're listening to the, music. This is the last year that I'm, uh, I have a cool taste in music. Uh -huh. <laughs> and after that, I just complain. But see, I, I agree with Byron uh, with, about how in, in hip-hop, I don't want to make this just about hip-hop, but, but this is what I grew up with in the sense that it is watered down, and if you compare it to what it used to be, it's, it's shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, but people like it. It sells. You know, you live in a society now where you got to keep cranking songs out, otherwise people forget you. And you live, the newer, younger generation have their attention span about this short. And if you don't keep cranking songs out, people are ready to jump on the next thing. But, but you say that, but then... 
everybody gets burnt out on it, but then a Kendrick record comes out or an Anderson Pack record comes out. Or, yes. You know, or something for- like, like there's so much music coming out at such a high volume. The, like, and there's so much gold in there. It's really like not like that's where like it gets overwhelming and it's easy to say like the stuff that I hear at the club when I walk into the club right. sucks, which very well might be true for like the taste that you've <laughs> developed, but you just got to You got to go get it now. It's not going to get, you know, it's, it's not like the three radio stations that are all playing the same songs. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear it eventually. Like you have to go find it. Not everybody does that. Not everybody listens. To I, music I mean, like I that. do. I go on the ground yeah, and, yeah. and I don't listen to I listen to radio. That's why when I go out and I hear a song, that everybody everybody's like humana, 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 humana. I'm like, I don't humana. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> I don't speak humana. And you know, how about some, you know, some apathy or some underground stuff? You're not gonna hear that in the club, of course, when you right. go out. But I think that it's it's that formula based music where. The people, the powers that be, know what sells. They know what's marketable. They pick Salento and make it the biggest hit song for kids. And then, where is he now? You know, designer is not going to have another hit joint, I don't think. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I that's what I'm it. saying. For every Kendrick, Cole, or Drake, there are hundreds of so how it's Salentos. Always, that's how it's always been, though. No, I don't think so. See, I, Not back I then. Agree. I, I no, but you have more contemporary Nico. back then. Contemporaries like good artists who would work together and put out good music than you do I now. I think the ratio is probably still the same. I think the barrier barrier to entry is lower. Yes, uh, definitely. Yeah, right? I agree with so, that. Uh, so you get more just by volume that you got to sort through. And the music industry that we grew up with doesn't exist anymore. And no. Like if you if you take your music seriously, you got to go find it. Agreed. So but it's getting easier. Huh? I think some of the aspects you say there's music you like in certain generations in certain eras. I mean, music evolves too, and styles evolve. I mean, so the style of '90s music, you're really not going to hear that again. I mean, that's that's from that era. I believe mm. Jay Z has a line: "You like my old shit, buy my old album." Like, or you can I'm buy a, a different a, person or you, now. Or you can mm-hmm. buy a Joey Badass record. Right. So people evolve, and the music evolves. And you have to understand and recognize that, too. You may just not like the way it's evolved, too. Uh-huh. It's not that it, it, it's, I think it's, it, it's hard to say it's bad or good. It's different. And, and also, like, 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 like all, these, all this stuff goes in waves, right? So, like, like, different styles of music that come up through history are reactions to other styles. You know, the classic example being Nirvana being a reaction to, like, sort of 80s metal excess. Mm-hmm. And right, right, right. Here's are some guys that look like they just got off work at the drugstore. And, they're, you know, that's, like, the classic example for this. But, like, you know, late 90s, like, Puff Daddy, all that stuff, that style of rap music also was sort of, like, there was a whole wave of music that was a reaction that was underground mm-hmm. on purpose as a direct reaction to that that grew into other stuff. Uh, those are some of my favorite records, you know. You know, for every Migos and designer record and, you know, music. it's just going to, you know, it's all going to come in cycles. It's going to come back around. Maybe not at the same level. I don't know. It, it, I don't want, I guess I already did, but sound like I'm old and shit. I'm not old, folks. Uh, I'm only 34. Yeah, but he's old at heart. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm an old soul. <laughs> I'm an, I'll, I'll take the old soul. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. But to me, it, it is the, the, the quality that I look for. And you, you can have mainstream quality music. 
And that's what, that's what was around, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, where you had, at the same time, a Stevie Wonder and a Michael Jackson and a Queen and the Stones. You had that. You had that quality of music that everybody was like, you know what, this is good shit. But 40 years ago, those were the only things, people that got to make records, right? Like, people that right. got to make albums were people that had an A&R guy that had, you know, it was a traditional label system, uh -huh. and it kind of filtered out people that maybe were not as polished or not as palatable. And now that doesn't exist anymore. So you can get somebody who's got a mixtape selling out of their trunk, Right. And they can get a distribution deal, or maybe not even get a distribution deal. Maybe they just put a mixtape up on Datpiff or whatever, uh -huh. and suddenly it's like all over the, the, the clubs. So like, that that process, which would normally people would it would filter out people that it would filter out a lot of the music it doesn't exist in the same way anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not a filter by the record label in place as there used yeah. to be. So you have a lot of indie music that gets. Put mainstream. Think of all the people that had mixtapes that blew up big. I mean, one of my favorite artists right now, Chance the Rapper. Yep. I don't think he has a distribution label still. He just puts out mixtapes and performs live every. No, he talks a lot about not getting yeah, signed. He, yeah, he's yeah. actually that's his thing. He's specifically doesn't want to be signed. He talks about what? Not, not being not signed. Taking like, a record oh, deal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. a badge of honor for him. So, but back in the '60s, '70s, and even '80s, you had to go through a record label. That's the only way you're going to hit the waves. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to add in, you think about, you, you, you dropped Stevie Wonder and Jackson and all that. Can you name a bad group from back then? Uh, Wait, my point exactly. No, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no think a bad group? Like bad music back then. It's, it's because there was bad music back then. Yeah, I can name South Park Mexican. Geraldo. <laughs> Rico Suave. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. No. Stevie Wonder. Well, you went to the 90s. I was talking more about. So but like Jackson, Stevie, Stevie Wonder, Wonder and Michael Jackson both came up through Motown, which was this song factory. Yeah, music factory. yeah. like they had a lot of artists that they did not put records out for. You know, like they they it was like this but pipeline of getting songs but polished. Can you and name all of the East the Coast boys? Like the family, the East Coast family, where they Boys had that Men, video and they ABC, had all those. BBB. What is oh, East Coast family? You know, uh, I may be going too down the down the trenches here, but yeah, Boys Men, ABC, BBD. <laughs> The East Coast family. Um, Michael Bivens, you know, from New Edition, he started mm -hmm. like a whole record label and everything. Okay. And he had a ton of artists he had out there, but few of them actually made it out. Boyz II Men did mm -hmm. another bad creation, and then that's really all you've oh, heard yeah. of. But they had a bunch of other people, and they were in their music videos. But well, they actually made what, it. what I'm what I'm curious about MC is Brains? 10, 20 years from now, are people going to be listening to what what is being played now? Yeah, that's going to so. to me. That's the test. I think so. Because when you look at all the Every other weekend, there's a 90s party or 80s party, you know, and the songs they play are songs that, you know, that, what's the, what's the expression? The test of time, the, that passed the test of time. Yeah. They're already starting to get, like, 2000s parties. Yeah, there's a 2000s like. party at Bob Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, for me, I don't, I listen to a lot of music that comes out now, but I don't know if it has the, if I have the same connection to it. To where thirty years later, I can look back and say, "I'm going to be listening to this." You realize you're going to be a, you're going to be a grandfather, years. and you're going to talk to your grandkids, and you're going to talk about one, two, three, and through the folk. <laughs> you're like, "Grandpa, tell me more about that Snoop person." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for oh, real. Yeah. And um, so th I think that that's the test, but you know, and maybe it's happening all over. But there's always that that gen our generation that grew up in the '80s and '90s. 
there's always going to be an 80s party or a 90s party. When you look at, I mean, if just in Austin, we got Groove Theory, New Jack Swing, the Boogie Crew. We got feedback parties also old school. It sells to that demographic. And it works. Yeah. You, you went to Maxwell? I did. How was that? It was good. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a good example of a crossover artist generationally because right. he started in the 90s. And he's, like, pretty much produced one album every decade. <laughs> and he's been consistent? Well, one every decade, so I guess he appeals to a wide range of people for that one album. <laughs> it touches <laughs> a lot of people. Decade, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, do you see any young kids at the show? When I mean young, like under 25. Yeah, there are some. I, definitely the majority of the crowd was older. I mean, an old school R&B, like romantic site like that, it's going to be an older crowd, mm-hmm. typically. It's not a high-energy crowd. That's, that's young people. So, I mean, that, that was a old crowd to begin with. I think to climb back a little bit on our, our, our conversation about the generational side, I give props to Byron. He taught me something about creating playlists. You talked about songs meaning something to you at that point in life because you're going through something, sure, a, sure. a milestone in your life. And so what I started doing, and Byron gave me this idea uh, a year or two ago, I create playlists for different parts of the year. I have a summer playlist of this, a winter playlist of that, and I date them on a year. And those playlists, I'll come back and listen to them and it indeed has the same effect. So it starting, reminds me of that time when that playlist was curated, and I listened to it the most. Starting but I always, when? You have to keep redoing them and create a new playlist, but that means you have to keep finding new music. You have a 1996 summer playlist, <laughs> a 19, 1989 pop music playlist. I'm Ooh. sure I got a cassette tape somewhere around somewhere. here <laughs> that has that on it. For those who don't know, a cassette tape used to be this, uh, <laughs> this, little, this little object with a magnetic like a tape on disc. it. Oh, wait, no. No, nah, shit. <laughs> And you yeah, put it in there. And you had it, to put the, the pencil machine. in it when it got when it when it unwind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When Auto Reverse came out, like, oh, that was like have to flip re- the tape over. a revolution. <laughs> it can go backwards again. I don't have to put it out and put it back in. <laughs> so but yeah, having playlists and, and then that helps you milestone it to that point in life. Uh-huh. You'll never do that if you're never listening to a, a good amount of new music because you have no music to attach that to that milestones in your life. Well, according to so that, that same article, what they were saying is, so you hit 33, and you don't listen to the music, but then you start having kids, so then you're listening to what they're listening to. So you have a lot of parents out there who are fan, not fans, who like Katy Perry and... Taylor. Yeah, t- uh, yeah that one. <laughs> that, Swift. One. that one. Yeah, that one. She's like Voldemort, that, like that, you can't that say Taylor's her name. <laughs> But I can't. She's got, she's got a hold on you. She who's <laughs> nah. not be spoken. No, nah, but I, it, it's, it just doesn't speak to me. And sure. I, Music's I've always, not that bad. I'm not a big fan of it. But no, no. It, look, if, if it works, it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she broke records. So she's definitely, that's same a milestone for kids coming up in that generation. For sure. Oh, for sure. They yeah. will listen to her for the rest of her life. Those songs that came out in 08 and 10 and 12. See, I, I went to, uh, on Friday, this Back to the 90s concert in Cedar Park in that to the park center, that big ass arena, and the lineup was Tone Loke, Two Life Crew without Luke, Cisco, <laughs> Sir Mix a Lot. Yeah, you're laughing already. Right? <laughs> you're yeah. laughing. And En Vogue and Naughty by Nature. Okay. New Jersey. En Vogue killed it. Yeah, En Vogue was dope because. Was it all of them? Because they fight three. a lot. Three. There's three left. Uh, three left? One of them died. There were four at one point. It's like, it's, it's like, you said nine? They were not Wu Tang. No, I said, like said there's three left. left. Did one like, of them die? Like, no, no, no. I just left Don the group. Left. It's right. like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Hunger Games left. by the end of the tour, there's just one. Yeah. <laughs> she gets paid. Survival. <laughs> nah, and uh, so Naughty, Naughty by Nature comes on last, and 
same thing. I mean, to this day, people still sing OPP and. To this day, the people who heard OPP back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, but all that. So what he said was, he started asking in the crowd, like, who in here is in their twenties, and. Not silence, but, you know, a few people. Well, people 30s, 40s. People like, whoa! And the whole concert was about four hours long. And people people showed up around 6.30. It, no, actually, more longer than that. People showed up around 7 o'clock until midnight. As a drunk out the ass. And they were just, because these are all the people who grew up with this. Now they got money, so they don't go out much. But when they do, they make it count, and they want to hear their jams. Right. You know, and when they hear it, I mean, I saw women and, and guys just losing it. Losing their Losing minds. it. I'm like, good yeah. for you. But this is, the only, OPP. And this is the only time a lot of those people for those types of shows, this is the only time they probably get out all year for a live show. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, yeah. And they probably don't, and, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that they actually take time to, you know, discover new music or have a Pandora playlist or even a Spotify playlist. I mean, my mom is still stuck listening to the shit that she grew up with and nothing else. I, I agree. You know, I bet a lot of those people that are at that concert, if any of those, if in Vogue, Naughty, or any of them came up with new music today, they would have no idea. If any of them had come out with music in the past 15 years, I bet that crowd that was there wouldn't know a single song. Or if song. they'd come out on stage and been like, and weren't all right, we're going to play all new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, yeah nobody wants to oh, hear you new stuff. Oh, you like them. You like that style, huh? <laughs> no. Yeah. You just like the songs that you fair, remember right. from that milestone in your life. Did you, you have a moment like when you realized that you were out in the bar or the club and you were like, I'm, I'm, I'm too old for this shit? Music-wise, not for going out, but music-wise. Like, do you have the, you're 33, so maybe it hasn't happened for you yet. Yeah, <laughs> we're I mean, all in the same range. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think the uh, when I when I see the new dance crazes like the watch me whip, watch me nay nay, and like the Quan, that stuff just confused me and made me feel really old. <laughs> but once I I saw what was going on, I was like, oh, it's what the kids are into these days. That's no, or like watch when me whip. yeah, Salento. or like when that uh, remember when like uh, I'm from the Bay Area when all the hyphy stuff was coming ah, up. With yeah. yeah, I was like, what's happening? I feel like my brain just broke. Like I don't <laughs> even know what's going on. Do you, do, do you dab? Do you dab? I dabble. No. You dabble? <laughs> you nice. dabble and dab well or you, oh, you dab? Yeah. You dabble and dab? Uh, you don't dab in public? Yeah, I, just, yeah you know, nah. Just maybe in the shower. When no I'm going to dab. <laughs> I'm going to dab. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna dab. Uh, I'm going to dab. Yeah. Man, it, it's just the moment it happened for me was this South by Southwest. Okay. Yeah. Now, I think I brought it up when we did the recap. I'm at Live at the Barbecue, which is Nas's party. It's Nas. Nas been around since for a long time, right? I was there. And he brings on Lost Professor, who's a dope producer. And Lost Professor drops Annie up, MOP. And I'm looking around and I see 10 people go, Annie up, nap that fool. And everybody else was just, what, 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 what is this? And I thought, holy shit, these kids don't know Annie up. And there's 10 other motherfuckers like me in this crowd who are just squalling out. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And it, it, it really hit me. And I left after that because <laughs> I sat through two and a half hours of humming a humming a hip hop just to get to Large, uh, to Large Pro and Smith and Wesson mm. and uh, Buckshot. Okay. And then after that, I was like, fuck it. I can't take any more humming a humming a stuff. I think a challenge you have, I mean, you're 
I'm not surprised only 10 people did that. I think it's two factors, age and region. So a lot of... No, any up was huge all countrywide. I think it was. You could be I in mean, the I South or in the, the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the hypeness it gets you is not the same hypeness it gets me. And me being Southern, I, a, lot of the, a lot of that music, Buckshot and all them, are bigger, much bigger on the East Coast than they are sure. down here. So you're not going to get the big pool. Just like if UGK played up in, the, in New York, they're not going to get the big... In addition to being older... They uh -huh. also didn't grow up with that. They don't know that style of music. They don't appreciate that style of music. But there was a lot that I mean, was crossover. People who were casual fans might not have known MOP. Like, people who are casual fans in, on the East Coast might not have known. It was a hip-hop show. <laughs> if it was anything well, else, fair, a festival. That was, a, that was reaching pretty deep in, like, I, 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 yeah, thought it I, was, so I thought it was awesome that they had Buckshot and, like, all those sure. people, like, on the lineup. But I think they do that also knowing that it's, like, we're going to put these people in front of people that might not know them because Discovery they're getting co-signed yep. by DJ Khaled or Nas or whoever, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, be the best. go ahead. That's it. I mean, just co-signing. So we can play some games. We got a few <laughs> people here if you want to. You, you want to. Well, hey, it depends, sister, on, it depends if you answer the question right. All right. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah. We're going to play a little, little <laughs> trivia here. Grab the wireless mic. Check, check, check it real quick. Is it on? Uh, yeah, it's on standby, I believe. Is it on? Check, check. Oh, there you go. Check, check. Man, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a sweater. <laughs> just, just for the summer, I'm going to buy you a sweater, I Kenny. I don't know what you're talking about. Come, come, come around here. Come around here so well, people he, can it see you. It looks like he was wearing one and, and he Actually, no, stay over there so people can't really see you. That's right what it on. is. I, this, this was actually a sweater, but I busted out of it. Too much? Why did yeah, too much? You cut up. Too much. I'm gonna too much. Yeah, get off. Get off. Please. I'm gonna steroid voice. Yeah, no, no. That's my. That's? It's my wrestler voice. Okay, that's my Triple H voice. No, nah, this is, you get. You're getting scary now. You're getting scary. All right. So, uh, all right, what's, wait. First of all, what? what what's the prize? Where do I win? Uh, you get a drink. Yes. Oh man, drink. I'm ready to get this. There you go. This is out to all the people in here. No, just kidding. The bottom shelf. First question. Wait, can it be kind of easy? Like, I want to win. Well, if you don't know, pass the mic. Okay. All right. There you go. Fair enough. All right. Question number one. Okay. Aretha Franklin's respect. What about it? She says the famous line, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, fill in the blank. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> what she say? <laughs> no, Jim, do you know? Wait, wait, wait. R E S P E C T. Found out. First what person it to get it. Yes. Wow. I don't know. R E S P E C T. Do any of y'all know the answer? Find out what it means it's to me. Checking the in the E C T. Might be too early on the, the on the chat. Yeah. Say, say what? Yeah, those aren't real it? words. <laughs> that was scat. That was Marcy, do you know? Do you know? I don't do you know. know. Do you know? No, nah, she's Googling it. That's cheating. Uh, yes. That's cheating. Um, I can Google I know. it. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. Well, it everybody me. knows that part. I'll give you the second yeah. question. Skip the first one. Uh, I can't give the answer because I know. Skip okay, what is it? Too late. No one knows. They're gonna All right, late. never mind. I'll, I'll tell the answer later. All right, finish the lyric. All right, here we go. Got it. I'm right here. Wait, there we go. I said a hip hop, hop 
Hippity, hippity, hip, 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 hoppy, you don't stop. It's a bang, bang, No, nope. no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was horrible. I'm, a, I'm nope. an R&B singer, guys. I'm uh, an R&B whatever, singer. Whatever. Jim, you want to take a stab at it? Come on, come on. Give him the mic. No. Not everyone knows this song. Huh? Not everyone knows. Just that, that one line. All right, Echo. What's up? What's up? I said a hip, hop. Hippity hop to the hip hip hop and you don't stop. A rocket to the bang bang boogie. Sit up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to be. Damn! Now what you hear is not, not a test. I'm just driving to the beat. I got the feedback right behind me and I'm chilling. You see me <laughs> with the flow so sick and I spit this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you won. Okay, wrong. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> you got it right. All right, get yourself a drink. Congratulations. All right. Which bar in Austin was named after a Johnny Cash song? Ooh. Which bar in Austin was named after a Johnny Cash song? Floppy disc repair. The Rattle Inn. Ow. Oh, eh, eh. No. Survey says. I just wanted to say Whammy. it because we're here. Yeah, oh, good sure. shout out. Good no, shout out. I appreciate it. Who? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the Mean Eyed Cat. Mean Eyed Cat. Mean Eyed Cat, by the way, over there on West 5th, right? Off of Mopac, when you get off, take the right exit. Sushi Zushi. Across from El Royo. Across from El Royo with a great yep, sign. Yep, me and I cat. Next All right, last question. Last question. Who sang about a waitress working at a cocktail bar? The name of the artist and the name of the song. <laughs> Who sang about a waitress working at a cocktail bar? Artist and song. Who? There's a ton of those. Billy Jean? That's how the song starts. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I'm in love T, with a stripper. T-Pain, I'm sprung. No. You got the answer? Jim? She was working at a... Yeah. Grab the mic, grab the mic, grab the mic. You want to sing too? No, you want to win? <laughs> so what's the name of the artist in the song? Give him the mic. Who was it? Talk it out. Talk it out. Like it's... That you, be like a millionaire. You, you'll get into, like, the, the song was in rotation. into the mic, into the mic. Aha's take on me. Okay. It's a good song. Into the mic. In that wheelhouse of 80s, it might be off. kind of it new wave inspired. So did you, what was your hint at the beginning? That it was the, the name of the artist is the, 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 the beginning of the song? The name of the artist and the name of the song. Okay, that wasn't a hint. You, we need to name the artist. Yeah, give me the artist. It, it, the song starts with, she was working as a waitress. So the name of the song is Don't You Want Me Baby. Yes. Ooh. Yes, and what's the name of the band? And the name of the band. Yeah, man. That's not helping. That's not helping. Oh, sorry. I'm trying. That's throwing me way up because that makes me think of this theme from Sanford and Son. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, now I'm back two decades on that one. Don't You Want Me by, uh, I don't know, is it Future League? I think you oh, just. Oh, yeah, one word, right? What'd you say? Future League? I think. I think uh, I'm second word's correct. Human what? League. Yes, Human, Human League. League. Human League. Get yourself a the, drink. Congrats. It's the wow. artist. Congrats. Thank you. Like regression Thank you, therapy. That was back in my brain somewhere. <laughs> that out. Human League. Don't You Want Me, baby. By the way, Aretha Franklin, it's uh, Take Care TCB. Take care of TCB. TCB means take care of business. She just couldn't fit that in, so she abbreviated take it. Care take care of TCB. Yeah. 
But it's, it's funny because when a song drops and you just wait for someone to go say, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. you're a retard. That's I'm, not it. I'm just waiting for Sock It To Me. Yeah, the everybody goes, oh, yeah, Sock It To Me, Sock It To Me. The everybody other song that, that does that is uh, Get Up Off Of That Thing by James Brown. Get up off of that thing. It's just that's <laughs> <laughs> probably what he's saying, though. Yeah. It's James Brown. That's probably what he's saying. I looked it up. Those are the he lyrics. says, just dance and you'll feel better. But oh. Like, in the oh. James Didn't Brown know that. way of saying that. We've been talking about discovering new music because that's where it's at. Don't necessarily rely on the mainstream stuff. Right. Do your homework. Build playlists. So, Miko, how do you... Yeah, we've talked about a couple things so far. I think a lot of has come up, so let's kind of try to frame this sure in a way so one of course is how do you find that new music and the streaming services out there are plenty mike was mentioning spotify is one of my favorites as well they will if you ever if you're a registered user of spotify and have some playlists and some music out there you started and liked um they'll curate a 30 song playlist for you every week personalized to you spotify does it spotify does it Discover oh weekly. i thought it was all people Discover doing weekly. it no it's, al- spotify, I, it's so. an algorithmically generated i yeah. saw a, a presentation by the guy who runs that team. It was a company called mm-hmm. Echo Nest who Spotify absorbed. Yeah. And it's the technology behind it's really amazing. They look at like a lot of different metrics. They look at like reviews and keyword searches and tags and they have humans like actually tagging songs for qualities and then they match them up. It's like it's really fascinating. But oh, wow. it's even more fascinating because it totally works. Like it, it works, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of songs. I would say every week when I actually listen through it all I'm probably grabbing, of that 30, over 50%. I'm mm-hmm. adding to other playlists I have. I mean, so they're pretty spot That's on. That's pretty right good. Now. I'm actually pretty mad when I miss a week. I'm like, fuck. I, I, Every, those are songs I can, at the end of that week, if you don't grab them, they're yeah. gone. Really? Like you never. I mean, you grab them as in you add them to your add playlist? Add them to playlist, yeah. Or you don't. Yeah, but after a week, it'll, like, refresh. It's gone. It, no manages, it, it manages at this point for me. I, almost every week, it puts another MF Doom song that I haven't heard <laughs> on there. Which is, I've heard a lot of MF Doom, but it's like, here's some random band that has like an MF Doom verse on it. And it's just like, so it's, I don't know. It's great. So there's other services out there like that. I mean, iTunes has their radio stations. Pandora's, I think, one of the originals that everyone remembers or knows. That was the, the best part of Pandora for me was I would consistently hear music I had never heard before. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always chasing that. I mean, I'm 33, so I guess I'm done with that. Uh, <laughs> the taste freeze, man. It's yeah. there. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. So, that, so, I mean, that's a big point one is that you want to, everyone probably has a streaming service that they use. Most people have a streaming service that they use. Sure. And within that <laughs> streaming service, there's likely something, <laughs> there's likely something where it has a discovery option. So utilize those because it's, it's, it's basing it off the music that you already listened to. Uh-huh. And that's just a big angle for it. So that's, that's one. Any comments on that before I move on past that? I, I, on Spotify? Well, just streaming, discovery well, through streaming in general. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. I have another point. Spotify, Spotify. Sound, SoundCloud still has a lot of people. SoundCloud. There's a lot of accounts where it's people just aggregating and reposting things. And there's, yeah. I Shazam. Yeah. So that's my next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do so, that, I do that. So that's a, that's a different because it, although it can pair up with your streaming services, right? So Shazam, for those who don't know, I hope you all know. Is, Shazam! Um, it allows you to, <laughs> if you hear with music. Shaq, with Shaq, right? Shaq, 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 about, right? Yeah. So Shaq. Uh, really? <laughs> you take pick, you, you do it, and Shaq will find the song for you. And out of the genie you. bottle, yes. Yeah. Yes. So Shazam is I an app Shaq. where you, you can, to? if you're hearing music. I'll find out what you're listening you can, to. <laughs> if you're hearing music, you can open, open up this app and actually tag that music. It's an app. You just hit a, hit a button, and it listens to the music that's playing, and it will actually tell you what it is. 
So you can be at the mall, at buying clothes, at the grocery store, at a club, at a bar, at a lounge. Here's something you like. Tag it. It gives uh, you the details. At the food court at the mall. And with your if there is a mall. And, um, <laughs> and then you can link that to your streaming service if you have them. Amazon, the Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, to then start listening to that. So I've discovered a lot of music through Shazam. Oh, I'm listening to this I'm at wherever I'm at. Let me tag that. Or I'm at a bar lounge. That's sure. pretty good. And so there's a, I, have a, I have my own separate Spotify playlist just for shit I've tagged through Shazam. Uh, right. And then from there, in that category, it gets doled out to my other playlists. And so that's a good one. There's actually one for live music as well. It doesn't work great because live artists play their music differently. I mean, artists play their dif- music differently yeah, when that's it's live. Yeah, probably, that's probably tough yeah, like, technologically. It work Unless great. it's rap show where they're rapping over their own song, <laughs> and it's essentially <laughs> just Shazam. Yeah, Unfortunately. I, have uh, a- I, I find Shazam to be pretty great for, for doing that linkage and discovering new music. And a level of etiquette I give you out there if you use Shazam. And you have friends out there that are playing a playlist. Me and Byron do this to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if I Shazam something that someone else is playing, I give them their credit. Like, you know what, man? That was, that's a pretty good fucking song you found. What do you mean I you give them the credit? I got to Shazam that. Like, that's a good playlist. He doesn't oh. turn around and say, listen to this new song I just <laughs> I discovered <laughs> all by myself organically. Like, wait, he says. <laughs> like, give props to people that helped you discover new music. Mm-hmm. I wish Shazam even had a way to, like, tag someone. Like, yeah, I, just like I'm sharing it. I learned music music. Through this person, or this person helped me discover that. I still use the web a lot, like Hype Machine. Uh, it's got a lot of like more electronic stuff and and kind of indie rock stuff. Some a lot more hip hop these days, but that's sort of like a curated list of things that are on blogs, and it's kind of weighted like by how many people favorite it, and they mm-hmm. have trending stuff. I find a lot of stuff there. There's uh, a lot of like there's a hip hop blog I, I read called uh, Pigeons in Planes. And it's all just like new hip hop stuff coming out, like weird indie stuff. And but I absorb and ingest music at sort of a freakish volume. So see, I, I'm more. I don't. I'm, I don't use Spotify. I don't use Pandora. I don't, I'll, I don't, I'll make you a cassette. That's cool. Thank you. Uh, make me a cassette. Make a cassette tape. I still have a Walkman somewhere in in my closet. No, but I I'm a big fan of DJs, and I let DJs introduce me to music. I grew up, my older brother's a DJ, so I grew up listening to new shit all the time because he's like, hey, I just got this record, you gotta check it out. And that's how I found out about a lot of the 90s hip hop because I was in France at the time, so it wasn't as big over there. Stuff from here. And there's one station I listen to, and I wanna give a big shout out, it's We Funk Radio. And I've been listening to these guys since for over a decade now. And there's these two DJs out of Montreal. They've been doing it since 1997, and it's nothing but funk, hip-hop, underground hip-hop, soul, and breakbeats. And they have over 800 shows. You can go to the wefunkradio.com. You can sign up and get a, an account. It's free. And for every show, there's the full playlist, and you just let it play. And then for every track, it is all mixed. They'll have guest DJs and everything. But for every track, you can actually favorite tracks favorite entire shows and for each track you can find out more about the artists and go to itunes and buy the record or buy the album or whatever i I listen to solid steel which is a radio show that's been going on for 25 years from the uk from the ninja tune label and it's all that stuff it's like a guest dj 
playing Freeform. And yeah. The and the most important part, it's they publish the playlist of every single song they played. Every little thing that they cut in and, like, they drop an acapella there or go. something else. Here are all the songs we played. And I've, I've found so much great music through there. Any place where the DJ gets to play whatever they want, I tend to really get into it. Like, I do, too. Yeah, Local yeah. independent radio or just independent radio in general is what you want. Not yeah, the especially if you live in a college town. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. College no. like that. Is NPR is actually good. If they, they have so I've discovered a lot of music there. Kareem Bailey Ray is one I always have talk about. Have you guys shazammed the bumper music on NPR? Like they place it like like no. in between stories. It'll yeah. be like some like, I have. pretty I have. awesome oh, stuff. Yeah. I have. Like at NPR in town, uh, they're playing like some like pretty left field stuff, but it's it's great. I'm like, good. what is that? It's like Fortet <laughs> or MF Doom or like some <laughs> random. Producer. I don't know. But I want to bring up Jim Lewin here from Freak Show. Come on up. Grab the mic. Grab the mic. So Grab the microphone. Of, as you discover new music, you may wonder, like when I Shazam something, Shazam does give you a little bio of, of an artist, but sometimes that's not always an option. Sometimes I hear live music, and we'll get to this at festivals or concert and shows, an opening act that I haven't heard before, and I really like them. Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily Shazam them, and I can't use that other crappy app for live music. I just have to write it down and, and Google it later mm -hmm. and try to find it. But I believe you have something that helps with that type of scenario. Yeah, we do. We uh, created a music platform called Freak Show. And Freak Show is a music discovery and entertainment platform that's very visual, very video oriented. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to create video music channels for any artist on the planet that has a digital presence out there. Freak Show's job is to go out and find enough information about that artist video information, photos, info, social media, tour dates, anything that really relates is to that. Is that like artist. an algorithm you have to scraping or a separate, is that person doing it? Yeah, that's a great question. It's a, We have a separate algorithm in each one of those categories that goes out and tries to find the best available artist re relevant content. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of services out there that are, uh, you can go do a search, but it's not necessarily right. doing a music specific search uh, for artists. And you can imagine there are some bands that, uh, you know, if, if you name your band Babes, <laughs> and there are two bands that are actually called Babes, but if you're if you're just doing a general search for them, you're going to come up with a totally different set of videos than you would if you search <laughs> on an art, uh, you know, a platform like Free Show, where we're music specific, and the, the goal is to help you find the artists that you're looking for that are out there making music and playing live. So you search for the artist, or do you search like you have to already know the artist that you're looking for? Right now, we're geared to start your search with an artist. Uh -huh. uh, very soon, we'll have song search capabilities. So if all you have is a song that you Shazam and you, you know, you're in a club or you're out you know, listening to music and you were able to get just a song, you could start there. But right now, you start with an artist name or you could start with a genre. You can say, I just want to listen to hip hop and let's discover some new artists or it's rock or it's punk or it's folk or it's country, whatever it is, you can mm -hmm. start there. And Freak Show will, if you start there with a genre, it'll start creating playlists, video playlists of artists in that genre that we think you'll find interesting. And from okay. there, you can oh, go nice. to any one song in a playlist, and you can freak that artist, which is essentially creating a video music channel for that specific artist, which also lists all the similar artists that are related to that artist based on similar artist engines that are out there and also the, the pool of Freak Show users who are looking for those artists, and we'll make suggestions as you go. So if you're a hardcore fan and you know what you're looking for, and I think that's a lot of what you guys were talking about earlier, you know, when, you're, uh, when you know what you're looking for, you can get out there and you can dig in. But right. if you are more of a casual fan and someone either recommended a band to you or you happen to catch a set when you were out, you can start with that band and go on a music discovery course from there. That's interesting. I didn't get to the music discovery part, so it's good to know it has that. You just start with an artist that you like. That's how Pandora is a little bit, right? 
give me an artist's name, and then we'll start suggesting things from there. And that's a little bit what you're doing. Yeah, and one of the fun things that we implemented uh, this year before our public beta release was a uh, the opportunity for users to freak mix the artists. So if you start with a band that you know you like, could have been any of the bands that we were talking about, even Human League, if you wanted to start there. <laughs> and uh, you can start with that artist, and right on that main page for the artist is a button that says Freak Mix This Artist. And what it does is it takes that artist and a bunch of similar artists to that artist, and it creates a video playlist for you for all of that, that mix of artists. When did you guys launch? The first public version of Freak Show launched at the end of last year, just in time for us to tweak it for South by Southwest. And South by Southwest cool. 2016 is really when we put it out there into the world. The private beta launched a year before at South by Southwest, and that was the first time we invited people to help us test it and get in there and, and, and really try the platform out. And what, what's your, um, like, you know how many artists you have in there, in your database? Well, the one thing to remember is Freak Show is not a database. Right, I mean. So it's a, just, I mean, I can. Yeah, virtual. Well, yeah, so, sorry, <laughs> when I say that about Freak Show not being a database, it's a dynamic system of algorithms. So it's constantly updating uh, oh, all okay. of those channels. And it's also constantly updating the artists that we're looking for. So if you guys go in tonight and you look for artists that we've never heard of or no one's ever freaked in using the platform, mm -hmm. Freak Show will now look at those artists, create those channels, look at those similar artists, and bring them into the fold so that we can provide an experience for each one of those that'll be just as robust as the ones that we already have. So it's a dynamic That's system dope. that keeps going. That you know. But uh, to answer your question, it, that builds. So now our universe of artists that we're looking at, uh, it's, it's in the six figures at this point. So it's a, there's a lot of artists that wow. people have been, and we've, we've only recently launched, and all, for all intents and purposes, there's not been a lot of advertising yet. We're just kind of out there, and we're still you know, very much a, a public beta, if you will. Right. But just through people searching and, and using the platform to explore, you know, we've got a bunch of artists that are on the radar screen that are in that ecosystem that are updating all the time for people to check out. Cool, cool. So Freak Show, how do you spell Freak Show? It's uh, F-R. <laughs> important. Yeah, because people go, if you Google that, you might get something different. That's a good point. It's F-R-E-Q-S-H-O.com. Good deal. Freakshow.com. Show. Uh, how can they? How can they access it? They have to go online. Is there an app? Yeah, right now, Freak Show exists as a web-based platform. So uh, we operate through Your mobile accessible. It's so yeah, we have a decent responsive design app, but it does work through the browser. So we don't have a native app for that's mobile fine. yet, but that's coming out uh, as soon as we can uh, go cool. get to that level and expand. But yeah, it's a web-based app that runs. You know, Chrome, Safari, and Firefox are the main ones that we're on, and we'll be expanding that as well. And uh, right now, anybody can go on and check it out. It's uh, it's nice. open to the public, and we're psyched to get people using it so we can see how to improve it and make it as uh, hefty an experience to get people out there and discover music that they dig. It's a good idea, Jim. Appreciate yeah, you doing good, it. Yeah, good deal. Freakshow.com, go check it out. Go to the website, search artists, make your own video channel. That's awesome, man. Congrats. Thanks. Appreciate it, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank thanks. you. Cool. Um, thanks, thanks. One other thing on discovering music that I do, you know, all the, not all of them, but I'm into, you know, the streaming music and, finding music on you know tv shows or or even in movies i also just go old school and just talk to other people and say you know well, what I are, go analog i go analog <laughs> <laughs> and like you know like what in you the real world like, yeah like in the like real you world mean you like talk human, to people like, like pokemon right? you don't like, pokemon yeah. search them <laughs> yeah you actually talk like to people like holy shit messaging, you must word them out person. yeah so i mean i work in an office and so there's several people that have the you know spotify up or whatever they uh -huh. Listen to for music while they're working, and you know I'll talk to them. Like you know, what do you have up? What are you listening to? I'll share music that way. Get 
hear about new bands that I'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I know my friends taste in music, I'll text them like, hey, check out this person, you know, or check out this song. Um, and they'll do the same with me. And they'll put me onto new music and new um, albums or songs that I hadn't heard before. So definitely spread the word. If there's yeah, something you, that you, you put, like, you then put, put it out that, there. Uh, I saw you out and you put me on that uh, Odyssey Oh, Odyssey. Tape. You didn't know put Odyssey? Uh, no, but I, so good. The Odyssey tape. is the shit. Yeah. So, yeah, the perfect example. I told him about Odyssey, and he checked it out. He loved it. And I've heard, you know, several and tons of good music from him. So just like the, the radio stations that y'all talk about that you go to, the Wee Funk, I hadn't heard of that, but I'll definitely check that out. So it's definitely, a little bit of everything. Definitely communicate with your friends. Let people know, like, what you're listening to, what's good. And don't be afraid to, you know, ask other people, like, what they're into, what gets them going, because... There's, like you said, there's a ton of music out there, and there's a million ways to discover it. Exactly, exactly. Cool. Cool. You want to get into picks? Yeah, I'll picks. You know, I don't have, uh, you know, funny enough, I don't have a ton of picks for this weekend. I can say that, let's see, the end of this weekend, there's a show going on. There's a, this is my own. We don't talk about rock a lot, but Steve Miller Band's going to be here. Okay. That's a big old school band for those that like rock. They're going to be at the Long Center. Um, and just as far as events go, 101X, I, I, love, I love the music cinema thing. The music cinema. Well, they do music and cinema. Mm-hmm. The movie on, at the Long Center, a movie at sound the Long Center. Sound and cinema. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So I believe that's this Wednesday, and they're showing The Goonies, one of my favorite old school movies. I believe they're remaking The Goonies. Why, 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 Hollywood? Come up with some new shit already. Yep. Remaking. They're doing another Back to the Future, too. Why? I heard they're not. They're not? Back and forth. Yeah, I heard oh, they're not, too. Oh, good. We don't need another one. <laughs> Enough of these remakes. So those are my two picks. It's not necessarily a weekend pick because Santa Cinema happens, I think, on Wednesday. But mm-hmm. do bear that in mind. It's a good look. If you've never been I out got, there, discover I got things. a show I'm going to on Thursday at the North Door. Uh, what is it? Anna Wise. So she's a songwriter, producer, kind of electronic, beats like a little bit poppy. Uh, she was a big collaborator on the last two Kendrick records. Nice, uh, and she won some Grammys for some of those songs. She's like, she's like heavyweight. She's really good, uh, and she has a band called Sunny Moon, and they're playing. And Keeper, who are local, who are great. Yeah, yeah Keeper. Yeah, Keeper. They've been on the show. The North Door on Thursday. Mm, noted, nice, nice. Noted. How much? Do you know? Five uh, bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Good. Ten bucks. That's not bad at all. So you should go. Pretty good. I got a f- I got a few picks for the weekend uh, around the same thing of old school music. Uh, there's an 80s party at the Highball on Friday with Colin Jack Burton. And it's, it's a cover band, but they do all the 80s stuff. So I don't know a woman out there who doesn't like an 80s party. Actually, I know one. I know one. Sorry. I know one. She's not invited. Yeah, yeah. She's not going anyway. <laughs> Saturday, a soul night at the Highball. Too. Highball has a lot of old school stuff. Uh, with uh, Soul Davis and the Art of Soul. I saw him one time. And they can jam. I mean, they're doing all Motown, all the uh, all the old school stuff, 60s, 70s. And they got their own songs, too. So uh, definitely good to check out. That's Saturday night. And Sunday, Miss Lavelle White at Antones at 5 o'clock. She used to play with Aretha Franklin, James Brown, Otis Redding. So she's up there. And her voice is uh, uh, pretty amazing. And she's... Uh, Texas Music Hall, Hall of Fame, sorry. Did I say Hall of Game? <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hall of Fame inductee. How much is it, Anton? Five bucks at the door at Antones yeah, on West 5th by, uh, by the Westin, across from the Westin. 
Well, whichever is that is that this Sunday or next Sunday? Next Sunday. Okay. Sun, uh, Sunday. Sunday. Whatever the yeah. So, thank you. Big shout out to the Rattle Inn. Shout out to the staff. Shout out to Max Mullen for letting us host this show. Thank you, Byron. Thank you, Miko. Thank As you, always. Mike. Thanks for thank having Thank you, me. Jim. Shout out to the audience. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Chris. Video, live streaming. We're going to keep doing this, and we'll talk to you next time. And make sure you follow the feedback. I should have started with that, actually. <laughs> make sure you follow the feedback on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can review the podcast on iTunes. It helps with the rankings. And you can also donate at thefeedback.com slash donate. And that goes towards equipment. We're trying to get a better camera than the one we got. So that will definitely help. I appreciate the support. And we'll talk to you next time. Until Thank next you. time. Ciao, ciao. And now. Hello.